Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Early Jackson. I'm E3. And this is The Outlier Show, the new podcast from Father and Son Creatives, sharing their perspectives on pop culture topics. No, no subject, subject is taboo. We're right on the other side of the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and yeah. Christmas is a, right there about to barrel down on us. Yeah, and then after Christmas is the new year. New year, new, you know, everybody does New their, year, new me. <laughs> yeah, new year, new me, new year's resolutions and all that stuff, and that's cool. Um, but just, you know, for a second, let's just talk about what we're thankful about. All right. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I'm thankful that I have people in my corner who, who I know are always going to push me regardless of how I feel about a certain thing and who are always going to be there and support what I'm passionate about. Word. Word. Yeah. I have to say the same thing. Um, just spawn, um, kind of spawning from a previous conversation we had. Uh, I'm just grateful that and thankful that no matter the highs or the lows that life sends me, mm-hmm. I have a constant, you know, steady system of people right. that hold me down. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So... We hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we had a break last week, but we're back, full-fledged, back to work. Turkey yeah. hangover is over. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about um, how the power of a blind leap of faith and a little bit of ignorance. Yeah. You got you to have a little bit of ignorance. Just a little bit of ignorance can make you too dumb to fail. Right. Now, back in 2008... <clears throat> there was a term that was coined after the um, the uh, crash, you know, housing market crash, and mm-hmm. across the it sent shockwaves across the world from America to the world. Right, people losing money, jobs, companies shutting down, multi billion dollar companies just being just tanking. And what happened was, um, unfortunately. For some of those major companies, especially in the auto industry mm-hmm. and in the real estate industry um, and the loan industry, right. they were so big that the people at the top didn't lose their jobs. The yep. people at the top didn't lose their jets, their their yachts, their private islands. Six-figure income. You're right, seven-figure income. Yeah, seven, back, my yeah. fault. And, and, um, but the people underneath them got the boot. Yeah, everybody got the boot. Um, and, and, you know, their 401ks were tanked. Yeah. And there was this term that came out of that era um, that the banks and the and the car industry, they were almost too big to fail. Yeah. And what they mean, what what that is, is just kind of a kind of a slick play on words saying that they were so big. They had so many opportunities to get out mm-hmm. that they didn't fail. Right. The people at the top didn't. So. I, you know, as we we're just discussing topics and things to kind of jump into uh, the subject of what if we were just some of us were just too dumb to fail. Right. Like we were too blinded to our goals that we shut out any and all outside noise that wasn't positive. Exactly. So what are some of the benefits of I mean, we as a coach, it almost goes cross it almost cuts culturally what I usually tell clients about themselves mm-hmm. when I say, um, what does it mean to be kind of have a blind faith? Yeah. Because I teach that hope is not a strategy and you can't just say, well, I hope next week is going to be better, you know, because, you know, I just hope so. And I'm going to put enough energy yeah, into the gotta, air. You got to make it. 
you gotta have a plan. Yeah. But when you when <laughs> when you're too dumb to fail, what you're actually saying is I'm so blinded by I like that blinded by my goals and my purpose that I some of the dangers that would normally should have scared me mm-hmm. don't scare me because I don't even know they're there. Right. It's it's like your it's like a horse running a race mm-hmm. with the things covering their eyes so they don't see the other horses. The blinded. Mm-hmm. They, they look straight ahead. That it's that it's that tunnel vision to see you're not seeing anything around you, but you're seeing where you're headed to. Mm. Okay. Tell me about a time where you think it was actually to your benefit that you didn't know what was at stake. Wow. Huh. And if you need, gotta, if you need uh, a I second think I'm gonna to do, get I'm gonna do things, this. all right, I got something to keep. All right, go um, ahead. So back in, it was like 2001, 2002, I was working at the hospital, Children's Hospital in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran across this lady. And at the time, I was pastoring a church full time. And I had really had this desire to get on television. Right. But I knew television was super expensive. And I didn't know anybody in the, in, in the industry I just, it was just a faint desire. Mm-hmm. So I run across this lady at the hospital. Boom. She's like, oh, um, you ever thought about doing a, a commercial? And I was like, I would love to do a commercial for our church. How would I get that done? And what does that cost? She was like, I got you. She hooked me up with this lady. Um, she said, call her, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tell her I've connected you two and we'll make something happen. Mm-hmm. So I called the lady probably the next day. She was like, well, can you come out to the studio this evening? Now, Studio, I'm not talking about a television studio. She had a really nice house out in um, near Bucks County. Okay. And she had converted, like, her garage, her family converted the garage into a, a studio. Mm-hmm. They had cameras in there and stuff, but you knew it wasn't, you know, like, CNN level. Yeah. Whatever, whatever. So I get there, and what's funny is I, I, I showed up there, and for some reason, I I went there with, the you know, a nice suit that I had on, mm-hmm. but I took a couple of suits with me. Didn't really know why. Mm-hmm. I just kind of packed them just in case I had the opportunity for a different look. Right. I was like, oh, boom, I hit him with this one, and then I hit him with that one. So I walk in, and the lady says, all right, so let's do a commercial. And, you know, she, she's going over this, you know, what that entails and, you know, your audience and all that. Make sure you look at the camera make eye contact. I was right. like, <clears throat> I kind of interrupted. I said, ma'am, I've been practicing for this. <laughs> Like for years, just let's just do a dry run. Point the camera at me, and let's just go. Okay. Fast forward two and a half hours later, I've done all three wardrobe changes, and I've actually recorded probably about four episodes to a show. Wow. And so she was like, nobody comes in to do a commercial and ends up doing shows because she was so impressed with what we were doing. What I was, you know, kind of the way I was rattling off information. She mm-hmm. was like. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get a sponsorship and give you two months free on air. Wow! And it was weird because like a year later, two years later, Pete, they were still because you know your stuff is in the archives. Yeah. They this particular station was still airing it at two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. People would say, "I saw you on TV, blah blah blah." And, and to me, I was too dumb to fail. Meaning, I walked in there and all I knew was I had a lot in me. That I wanted to get out. I didn't know to be afraid of the crowd. I didn't know that this was going to be aired and, and archived. And 
I didn't even have enough sense to know to be afraid of that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just knew there was something in me that was burning, and I, that <laughs> that sounds weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was something. There was a passion burning in me, right? Um, that I realized, you know what? I don't even have. To, I don't even have enough sense in the moment to be nervous. I just want to do this because I've been dreaming about this for a long time. And I think in that essence, I was just literally too dumb to fail. Okay. So, I'll take it back a few months when I uh, sat down and really started working on my first single, Mm. Vibe. Um, I had some challenges with finishing it when I wanted it to be done. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't as focused as I knew I could have and should have been. But when I was finished and linked up with my cousin... My cousin Mikey and went in and recorded it. We just did it in, I think it was about like two, maybe three takes. Mm. And and then we worked on some other stuff, but we was just, I, I put my, <clears throat> I know I put my all and my emotions into it because that was, that was my first, that is my first single, mm. like ever. I'll always be the first. Yeah. So, fast forward a, a month. No, actually a few weeks, because I, I left. He sent me the song a few days after, because he had finished it. And then I had uh, uploaded it, but I didn't schedule it till about, like, two, three weeks after the fact. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting, I was sitting on the, out here in the front, watching my email waiting for them to email me about it. I got the email, and then I just started spamming it to everybody I knew. Mm -hmm. Sending it, sending it, sending it. It had to be 11 p.m., 12 a.m. the next day. I was just sending them all out. Yeah, I moved that night. And uh, like a month or two down the road, I was talking to some friends about it, and they were like, yeah, such and such had, uh, we was talking about you, and they they had mentioned that they listened to your song. Okay. So random people that well, I can't really say random people. People that I used to talk to, probably in high school, were listening to my music, and I didn't. For real, for real, it wasn't so. All right, I want I want people to listen to my music. It was just, I want to make music and I want to put this out there. I love that. I love that. And what people don't know about our family is we have a group chat where throughout the day we send in like screenshots of quotes and things yeah. that we see or if I see something that's inspirational or you or whatever mm-hmm. we just kind of circulate that information yeah. and earlier today as a matter of fact I sent you a um, <clears throat> a graphic that had the rapper Future yeah. on it and I'm, I'm going to read that it said in 2003 so that was 17 years ago yep so 17 years ago, Fu- yeah, Future was known as Meathead. <laughs> that was his rap name, Meathead. Now you gotta be too dumb to fail to to name your make your rap name Meathead, Meathead and want people to take you seriously, right? The rapper cousin to legendary rapper Rico Wade. It would take him almost 10 years to blow up. Now he's become one of the biggest artists of this decade. Yeah, and you really never know. You just gotta keep pushing. Yep. He was, I mean, because people, I believe people <clears throat> will talk you out of your your dream. Yeah, and out of your passion. 
but they sometimes not all sometimes it's it's just very sinister very um cold calculated they have a very bad motive with it right but then there is that small percentage of people in your life who are just as dangerous but they actually mean you well yeah because people typically talk about your future through the filter of their failures yeah or what they've experienced and their limitations their limitations. Have you ever had somebody tell you, oh, you can't do that. You can't just upload a song and, and just go go for it like that. You need this, 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 and this, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people say that to you. Yeah, but about different stuff. It wasn't about music. but Right. But they always have a, a problem for any dream you have. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go and, and try this. I'm going to do this particular uh, uh, project. Well, you just can't just do that. There's a process to everything. And, I, and that's not, I'm not negating process. I'm not negating protocol and, and, and proper channels. Yeah. But what I am saying is you've got to follow your authentic passion. And that's why it's good to have quote unquote dumb friends. Crazy. You, you can you can throw out an idea. Bro, I know how we can make that work. Da, 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 da. Every team needs somebody like yeah. that. You need an eternal optimist. You need somebody to go, well, let's do it then. All right, you just need somebody in your life, no matter how crazy the idea. And please temper this when when you're listening to us. We're not saying go out, sell your car, and move into you know move out of state with no plan. And we're not saying link up with your friends who and then say you, y'all want to rob a bank. And when the first person that says yeah, we're gonna do it, don't right. do that. Right. We saying like stuff that you could benefit from. Exactly. It's good to put that disclaimer out. There. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> you need somebody when you call them. And you you got an idea for a business. Mm-hmm. They don't say, "Well, didn't you start five other businesses?" You need somebody to, that when you call them and say, "Listen, I'm about to pop off with this," and they go, "You know what? I bet. Yeah. How can I make this better with you? What can I do to ensure your success?" You need some folks that jump on your on on your bike to ride with you yeah. immediately, ride on the bandwagon. And it's not even people who are doing it because. Mm-hmm. They're your friend, and they feel like they have to do it. You have to have people who you know genuinely want to see you win. And you, and you have to, in the same instance, want to see them win with you. Exactly. Because at any when you are being authentic, you position yourself for success at any moment. Right. But I believe that success doesn't find most people because it shows up looking for them. And when it gets there, it finds them being someone, someone else. Someone else, yeah. So... You heard that, right? Y'all heard that. Back that up and listen to it again. How can you be successful when you're not you? Exactly, because success is showing up with the description of you. Yeah. And it's looking around and it's watching you being fake. It's watching you be meathead instead yeah. of future. And one one of the main things I love that mom says is, if you're trying to be somebody else, one of you is not needed. <laughs> right. God, God doesn't make duplicates. Mm-mm. So if you exist... First of all, when and I think we do this in rap, we do. I think in every area of life mm-hmm. where we're trying to find a an adequate uh, comparison. Yeah. So we'll say when I hear you rap, I'll say, you know what, you could be the next mm-hmm. X Y Z Kendrick, the next Travis, the next whatever. And what I do is I do a disservice to you because I make you think by saying that. You have to become that person. Right. But really, there'll never be another Kendrick Lamar. No. 
there'll never be another vanilla ice either. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, God. Right. But, and the two ends of the spectrum, one's considered a, a lyrical genius, the other one is considered an imposter, mm-hmm. but both were unique. Yeah. And God doesn't make duplicates. Even there are twins no aren't alike. Exactly. So being authentic causes success to identify you as you right. when it shows up. Right. So what what are some things that we can do to kind of preserve our childlike faith in our dreams? I think we already talked about one, be around people who are who are positively motivated to helping you out. Mm, I like that. And people who are willing to see your your dumb dreams come true. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that. And for me, I think uh, a good idea to keep in mind is to kind of build up your belief system. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean, all of us have BS. We all have a belief system. We all have something because it's our belief systems that are the that guide the true north of our life. I believe that it's our belief systems that are the um, the navigation system. That's telling us where to go. Right. Now, belief systems are neutral. Mm-hmm. They can be good or evil. But it's not the be- it's not the system that's wrong. It's the belief that you're putting in it. Right. So when I say, you know, building up your belief system, that means doing the stuff that causes you to have confidence in you. Right. I was on a uh, client call today. And one of the things I, I spoke with about that client was the fact that you where you are in life you're dealing with the symptoms, but the root is, I don't believe in myself. Yeah. Now, it manifests itself in negative talk and not being able to set goals, mm-hmm. not being true to your goals or not following through. But the root of it is, I don't believe in me. Right. And my, my issue with that is, you hear you more than you hear anybody, anybody else. else. And I've said that to you. I mean, as much as I try to be a voice of reason, a voice of, you know, uh, encouragement and all that. If you don't believe you, you'll never believe me about you. Right. And that works on so many levels. That can be the way, like, just how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. If you if you think you're inadequate, somebody tells you, yo, man, you, you, I see you doing good. I see you did this, that, and the third. You'll hear it, mm-hmm. but you won't listen. And in most cases, you'll argue with them about it. Yeah. You'll go back and forth. Oh, I think you're doing well. Oh, man, but you know what? I could have stopped, stop, stop. Yeah. Because we talk to ourselves in a way that if somebody else talked to us the exact same way we talk to ourselves, we'd be in a fight every day. Yeah. We'd fight somebody for by the deal if they talk to us the way, the way we, we talk to ourselves. Exactly. So that comes, I like what you said, that I believe that comes out of our belief system, comes out of the belief about ourselves. And then you ask yourself, where did I get that belief? It could be from child. It could be from somebody who spoke into your life when you were young, mm-hmm. and instead of moving on and letting it go, you held on to it, not knowing you held on to it. I had a thought about that um, not too long ago, with the way we carry information about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Most of what we know about ourselves is from outside sources. Yeah, because we don't take the time to get to know us. Yeah, that's one. That's one issue. The other issue is we take that like it's gospel truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody could tell you something else. You got, man, you lying. I don't believe you. But somebody says something negative about you. You may fight them or, or you know, disagree with them On verbally. The outside, but internally, 
you're beating yourself because maybe they're right. How many times have you thrown an event or done something and only and there was a small um, there was a small turnout Mm -hmm. and you only remember the people who didn't show up? Yeah. Instead of celebrating the people who did. Mm -hmm. Man, we only had 17 people. You had 17 people that have that know 17 people that know 17 people. By now, you up to 10,000 people. But you don't handle that well because of the self-talk about ourselves. And we believe that we take that stuff to our grave. So um, I think um, just getting, adjusting those belief systems, talking better to ourselves. I love that, um, what you said, getting in the right community of people. Yeah, the people who are align yourself with people who are going to align yourself with dream chasers. Dream chasers, that's good. People who are going to, who are willing to work, work during the day. But dream while they're working, when they get off of work, while they sleep, when they're mm-hmm. up in the morning, who are constantly looking for things to do in life instead who, of just being stuck at a nine to five. Who realize they're they're not stuck at a nine to five. They're actually caught between a dream and their job. Yeah. And how they navigate this next season is going to determine what they get to inherit, what they those, get to walk into. Yeah, those people who are using their job to fuel their dreams. Exactly. But you, you mentioned dream chasers. We, I think that's a good place to land. Mm-hmm. Kind of circle back, holler, you know, uh, Philly shout out to Meek, Meek Mills. Mills. Right. And uh, dream chasers, that's his label. But I love watching those, those videos that are on YouTube of him, um, just freestyling in the street with the long nappy braids. Yo, man, those are iconic. He goes hard. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was a, um, somebody showed a video of like a 15-year-old Tory Lanez. Mm-hmm. And he was ripping, he was battle rapping, he was ripping this guy apart. And they said, you could see it then. Yeah. But that was a dumb dream. If you had told me he was probably had money in his pocket from illicit drug deals, Mm-hmm. And robberies or whatever he was doing in the streets. If you had whispered in his ear in that moment and said, "Yo, me," fifteen years from now, you're gonna be a star. You're gonna be on a private jet with the owner of the um, Philadelphia Eagles. Fifteen years from now, you're gonna have a sit down meeting with Jay Z, and he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and advocate for you. If you had whispered that in his ear, he would have like, "That's dumb." Yeah, but you gotta be too dumb to fail. Yeah. And you just got to dream dumb. <laughs> like, dream dumb and dream big. Not a kingdom. You need a dream dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I dream. I'm messing with you. I dig that. Um, so, yeah. So, th- I mean, this is, I think this is pretty much what we set out to accomplish to talk about. To really just, and again, our podcast, we don't have all the answers. We just want to stir the pot. Yeah. We want to start the fire. We want to be the match that strikes it. I love what um, Tupac said in one of his songs. I may not be the the person that changes the world, but I'll be the spark to the person that changes the world. Right. So I just want this to be a podcast. We want this to be a podcast that spurs challenge, that spurs rebellious thinking, disruptive thinking. Yeah, that spurs questions. Yeah, that pushes you into your destiny because... A life of only potential is pitiful because most of us never realize how important it is to move from potential to actual performance. We're not here to just talk to you like a light voice. We're here to shake up what you're you're thinking 
And we're going to kick you into your destiny. Kick you into you. I want to be, my dream job is to be the guy on the airplanes that helps the people out when they're doing their test skydive. Mm-hmm. Because they get to that door and they just grab it. Mm-hmm. He grab them by the back and, and just shove them out. Just go. Go dream. <laughs> so, this is Early Jackson. I'm E3. And this is the Outlier Show, daring you to go dream. The hot new podcast from Father and Son Creative sharing their perspectives on pop culture topics. No, no subject, subject is, is taboo. taboo. Peace. <laughs>